when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Katul J. Patel, Division President of the Pacific Northwest of Common Spirit Health and Chief Executive Officer of Virginia Mason Franciscan Health. Katul, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Laura, it's good to be here with, with you, and I just uh, love uh, all the news and stories you share uh, for all of us at Healthcare Executives, so it's just wonderful to be here with you today. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited, so let's dive right into the conversation, but First, before I, I ask any of my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. You know, I've, I've just, uh, first of all, as you know, as you mentioned, I've got the, the tremendous privilege to, uh, to lead uh, such a great organization in the Pacific Northwest, one that I'm actually coming into my uh, eight-year anniversary. But just a little bit about my background. I, I was born in, uh, in Kenya. My, my parents were, uh, one, my father was a physician, my mom was a nurse. Um, and we moved here in, in, uh, when I was eight years old. But I will tell you that part of my life story is that uh, I had the opportunity at a very young age uh, to go to the remote parts of uh, Kenya with my father and mom to, as they took care of those that just didn't have health care. And those are very, very uh, important, vivid memories for me because I got an opportunity to remember and see, even though I was very young, um, the lack of access to health care and just some of the health care inequities that we had in different parts of the world. And just know full well um, that we still have those in, in, in our country. And so it's just been a real important mar- part of my journey and my passion around making sure that we'll be able to deal uh, and find ways to ensure that that's not going to be part of our journey for, for many, many years. We want to make sure we focus on that. So, you know, the other part of the story, I've, I've worked in different parts of uh, the country um, uh, with some great organizations like uh, UPMC, Sharp Healthcare. Uh, Hackensack uh, Meridian Health, and I've just, as I mentioned, I've had a great opportunity to lead what is now Virginia Mason Franciscan Health in the Pacific Northwest. Wow, what an inspiring story, and I can imagine after being exposed to all of that uh, at a young age, health inequities, and really what it takes to care for communities that might not have access to health care, that really becomes a a passion for you and really can be part of your leadership within the organization, so that's great to hear. I'm wondering, you know, when you look at where we're at today in healthcare, there's a lot that happened over the past few years that are really, you know, making things challenging for where we're at today. But there's also a lot of developments that are exciting, whether it's technology or some of the opportunities that we have in healthcare right now. So what are you most focused on today? What are some of the big issues that you're really thinking about and spending most of your time on? Well, I think that um, all of us are dealing with some of the same challenges, no matter what geography you're living in the country. And I, you know, I'd point to to really three. As, as you said, you know, we've had some challenging years, and I think that the biggest challenge is our workforce. And, and it's not only just about making sure that we have the right number of people supporting the needs of the community, but it's also making sure that we're evolving in our workforce development and workforce opportunities. And what I mean by that is, I think all of us remember, Laura, that before the pandemic, there's very different types of focus on digital strategy and digital healthcare. And I think that the market has evolved us to be able to do that in a much more substantial way. But the first thing I would say is workforce development, workforce stabilization is a big, big part of our journey. Second, you know, we read these over and over again, particularly in in the world of uh, not-for-profit healthcare, where for those that don't have large insurance companies, they're part of their portfolio. 
we've all struggled financially over the last couple of years because of the pandemic responses that we had to had to do, our workforce, as I mentioned, uh, and the level of reimbursement that we've had to deal with uh, some of the access challenges we've had in this community, in our communities. So that would be the second thing. We have to bring our organization back to stability. And I will tell you that even though we had a very, we have a very prominent presence uh, in the entire Puget Sound in the state of Washington, and certainly our two hospitals in Oregon, we're just as challenged as, as, as many other health systems in terms of financial stability uh, that's in play. The third, um, you know, we deal pretty significantly in this community with access, whether it's uh, access to acute care um, or access to our, our, our uh, ambulatory network. Uh, it's the first place I've worked in my career, Laura, that, um, you know, we're not looking for patients uh, uh, to, 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 if you will, fill our um, and, and take, take care of in, in our communities. We, there's so many people that need health care that's become so much in terms of challenging to get uh, patients in the door through our primary care network, a specialty network, uh, and our and our acute care because the long-term care challenges are in place. So those are the three things that uh, obviously we're very focused on. And I think that, you know, to your point, um, it is, it's very important and, and for us to find innovative solutions to be able to deal with all three of those. It's going to be incumbent on all of us as leaders to make sure that we get out of where we are right now in, in a very healthy way for, for all of us. Absolutely. I, I think that's so interesting to hear you talk about and really all those three issues work together in tandem because obviously being able to provide that care and that access to care, you need financial stability and a workforce that's going to provide that care. So especially when you're looking at um, the next year or so, you think about um, the workforce especially, what are some of the things that you're doing a little bit differently that you're hoping will ease some of the stresses that are on the current workforce and make sure you've got yourself built out for the future of healthcare? I think the most important thing for, for us is, is our culture. And, and I've said this um, you know, to many of our leaders here at Virginia Mason, Francis Health, and certainly when I get an opportunity to speak uh, to my colleagues at Common Spirit, that the, the labor uh, and wage rate war, so to speak, is going to continue. It's not just with competitors down the street in healthcare, but we're starting to see a lot of people leave healthcare to, to to different industries. And so, what we need to focus on is is the culture of the organization. What I mean by that, I feel very strongly we need to make sure that we've got a diversified workforce. We've got to make sure that people feel that they're valued in the organization. People feel they can contribute to the direction of the organization, so that uh, you know we're moving in totality with our entire health system as, as opposed to me or our board making a decision uh, and then um, asking our staff and our leaders to, to be part of that journey. You know, we have something that w we feel very um, lucky to have, which is our Virginia Mason production system. And as part of that, even though there's a lot of focus on on lean and, uh, uh, and ensuring that we're reducing waste in our system, the core of what I look at with our Virginia Mason production system is it allows many of our staff members to help us find solutions to be better uh, for our patients. And, uh, you know, I think as I talk about culture, I always go back to making sure our staff and our leaders feel like they're part of our journey as opposed to being told that they're going to be part of the journey. And it's been something that's so unique to us, and, I, and we are giving a lot more focus into it now that we're uh, in the different stage of our recovery. Now we need to focus on our culture in a pretty substantial way. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really helpful to understand how you're thinking about that and then communicating it to the leaders in the rest of the organization. Now, what makes you excited about what's going on today and what makes you nervous? I, I would say probably they're, they're almost the same thing. And I, you know, let, me, let, me, let me catch it this way. I, I think that 
um, you know, what, what's ended up happening because of the pandemic is, you know, we've had to evolve our industry uh, in at light speed. Um, you know, I mentioned this in, in other diff- different podcasts you had, but, you know, historically, when you look at digital care, we provide less than 2% of our uh, our volume through digital care. It's very different now. And I think that that's done because of, uh, of obviously, our response to the pandemic. But we're starting to see, uh, you know, Wall Street and other organizations, you just might have read recently that Dollar General is now starting clinics um, and access to care for, for those that need it. What makes me nervous and also what makes me excited is that I think our our industry has, has really evolved very quickly because, one, we needed to. But, two, you know, there's new entries, entre- entrants, if you will, in, into our industry. They're going to drive us to change in a substantial way. And I think you know, now, um, coming out of the pandemic, we've learned new way of doing things, uh, not only just for our patients, but, but for our workforce. And it just gives us a unique opportunity to shape the direction that we go. Uh, one, because we need to more. because, And the second portion of this is because we have to. And, uh, you know, I think those two things can be combined and you can be excited and nervous about the same thing at the same time. And and that's the way I look at this uh, from our perspective. I, I love that. And, you know, when you talk about some of the new market entrants and the ways that the healthcare industry is changing, going beyond the traditional hospitals and health systems to do more virtual care and, and primary care really being something that's spread out uh, along uh, many other institutions besides just the hospital yeah. as well. How do you look out at that landscape and, and think, you know, what is the hospital or health system of the future going to look like? How do you really uh, think about what you need to do today in order to get ready for a space where there's going to be a lot more disruption potentially in the future? Well, I think first and foremost, we, we need to realize that uh, we need to look at the totality of the continuum, right? We we have built our healthcare industry through our acute care um enterprise, so to speak. People come in the hospitals, we take care of them, they go home, sometimes they're sick, they come back. And we're starting to look at uh, healthcare a lot more aggressively, if you will, in the entire continuum. What we've done, as an example, recently, we we uh, we, we finalized a relationship with a company called Contessa to take uh, take hospital to home. So we have, we, we're, we're launching these kind of activities. Another one is a partnership that we have with Intuitive, where we're going to be opening up our own freestanding urgent care ERs. We're giving we're taking healthcare closer to where the patients are going to be and a feel more confident being. I think one of the biggest challenges people have and fears is coming into a hospital. And I think if you can provide ways to have care closer to home or in your home, you know, that's the uniqueness of what we can do in our, in our evolution and our journey. And I think you see a lot of this um, and read a lot about it around the country, but uh, it's really incumbent on us as leaders to make sure that we're forcing and pushing the issue to ensure that, uh, the level of care that we see can be done closer to where the patient can can handle it. Got it. That is so helpful to know and think about. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question. Yeah, As healthcare please. changes and grows and evolves, what do you see healthcare leaders needing to be more effective as they leave their organizations? How can they be successful over the next two to three years? I think the most important thing um, a leader can do is to understand the needs of their staff to take care of our patients. And I um, you know, there's a lot of exciting things as a CEO of an organization you get to do, but the most important is to make sure that our, our staff and our team members that are taking care of our patients have the tools and the resources that they need. Um, you know, when I talk to young leaders that, that are interested in, in growing in their careers, I tell them, you need to make sure you're closest to the bedside as possible. It just allows you to be a better leader. And, and you know, what I do is I spend time uh, rounding, talking to our staff, uh, making sure that I understand what, what we think we're doing is the right thing for the patients. And they're the best ones uh, that can help you 
uh, drive direction of the organization because they're doing what we ask them to, which is take care of our patients and allowing them to be the, to be healthy so they can go home and and be with their families. So that's probably the most important thing that I would tell any leader, uh, no matter what's going on in your career. And we we saw that with the pandemic is that you had to learn from your staff how best to respond to the surges over the last few years. And, and so, you know, I think we've learned a new muscle, but I just want to make sure that in the next couple of years, we continue to do that. I love that. Katul, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting conversation. I learned a lot myself and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Laura, thanks so much. And uh, thanks for all you're doing for us.